Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless Cells podcast. I hope you're all well who's watching and also going to catch up via audio and YouTube. I'm delighted to be joined by William Ross. It feels like a long time since it's been us for you on, but I'm looking forward to it. I have myself a, a moosehead Canadian lager. <laughs> Willie's on the Guinness. Ross is on the Guinness. How are you? All good, mate. On the Guinness, Hi. Paltrow. Looking forward to this. I've not been on for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the Guinness, Paltrow. That's fucking right. <laughs> Why, what do you call Paltrow for? I, I'm missing something here, clearly. Is that the name of the drink? No, no the actress, Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So bad. <laughs> I'm about yourself, Willie. I good, mate. Busy week. I was looking forward to getting back on it. You say the sort of original Friday team. We've not been on for the three years for any well, so looking forward to lots of positivity tonight. <laughs> of course. I normally get it with us on a Friday. Positivity is what we talk about. I mean, for me, I do have to say one thing. I'm buzzing. I had my oldest at judo, and the improvements have shown in the last eight months has been fantastic. She had three mini matches tonight, won all three of them. The third opponent forfeited, and she was absolutely <laughs> she was absolutely buzzing. And look, that's not taken away from anybody in her judo class. They all do a fantastic job. But just to see a wee smile on her face, winning a few Superb. matches was fantastic. So I'm absolutely chuffed about that. And you know, we'll carry on. But look, before we get stuck into it, I just want to show you what's coming up again, made by our very own Willie there, as I said, on the Guinness Paltrow. I'll join in the banter. You know something really refreshing about that video you made, Willie? We actually played it in order instead of two weeks behind. But, you, you know, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't really... I was going to send you the Aberdeen one just in case you wanted to play that again. Ah, we could go back to the start of the season, but, you know, it's it's all good. But that, that Rio Atata goal was fantastic. I know Roger said today he's out for another month, which is quite disappointing. He's, he's a huge miss at the minute. Just in the comments, Monty's in straight away to you, Willie. Hold your prawns. It's going to be a prawn kind of night. <laughs> 100%. Anthony Dunn oh, is the OG me. Friday team. <laughs> Stephen Murdoch, even all. Uh, Monty, the, I know San Fran, he'll heal he'll all happy Friday. <laughs> Jed's in, evening Jed. Um, Plunswick Nugget, nobody asked Brendan about Lowe leaving. We're going to talk about that tonight, among other things, as you've seen that we intro as well. And uh, Just a quick one, Willie. Monty wants to know, and we're all actually curious, is your driveway heated tonight? Uh, no. I've got uh, Lolo's on the way out, so they're obviously paying him off. So the money for that's uh, kind of taken away from my uh, my funds. Uh, <coughs> hashtag Bootsager. <coughs> Monty is at me about my beard. Your beard looks out for the next month, mate. 
don't know. I, I don't, look, again, it's just it on the face. Good. It does look good. Thanks very much, Phil. Thanks very much. I know. He's on here giving us grief every other fucking I'll day. I'll be next. Sure love it. wonder what he's going to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> Believe them, Monty. Great to have you along, like everyone else in the comments. But, Ross, I think as well, I mean, we may as well tie in what we've seen about the, the Rogers press conference today. I don't know if you've seen snippets of it, quoting Anthony, put it in our group chat. Uh, just basically basic what he said. And kind of ties in with our first topic here about the issues on and off the park itself. They get the minute, the, the form, the, the boardroom stuff, which we'll obviously come on to tonight as well in terms of Mark Lowell and things like that. But do you think, like, here in Rogers today, it just sounded like to me he's totally fed up with the outside, and he calls it the outside noise, and the people th- may think he means supporters, but I think he's genuinely meaning the media, and the media up in Scotland are portraying this whole crisis mode at Celtic at the moment. And I mean, the reporter asked him, what do you think the narrative is? And I love the fact that he said, I don't care. Really, he wanted to say was, I don't give a fuck. I think that's that's the, the, the kind of language he probably wanted to use. <laughs> but we know the title race is on, right? And look, yes, is it our own fault for dropping five points, as Roger said? 100% is. We, we, we give up the lead. But at the end of the day, it's a title race. We know the issues. And I think for me, it is time to just to back the team. And look, you all know where I stand on things. And I've said it multiple times in this podcast. And we've all had disagreements about it. But that's that's fine. But this moment, though, these last 13 or 14 games, it's important that everyone unites together and just gets behind Celtic and, and the management team in this one. Absolutely, it is. Um, I think I've been saying that for a number of weeks now. Um, but... I don't know. I, I feel like in the last two press conferences, I think it's the last two, anyway. Um, I, I feel like Rogers. There's been a, a a sort of sea change, if you like, in terms of the way he's talking, the the, the narrative for the sort of media, and I mean, but uh, it has to be said by our fans as well in some quarters. Um, Guinness and prawns don't mix. The fucking day. <laughs> Um, Aye, but to me the last two press conferences I think obviously Rangers had the opportunity to uh, draw level ways and they've done that now and I think Rogers is changing the the, the sort of narrative message if you like of what's coming out uh, within in terms of he's he's creating a sort of I I don't know if you want to call it a siege mentality but it's like we don't care what everybody else is saying now. We are basically, without saying it outright, we are focused on these next, what is it, 13, 14 games. And we're just, we are tunnel vision and we're going for it. And we do not care what anybody says. Even we if it offends. The animals. Even if it offends some quarters of the fan base who are still against Rodgers, this isn't what matters anymore. People's feelings about Rogers do not count anymore. It's a title race. We have to win this league. And I believe, obviously, we still can. We have to improve. But um, I just feel like, he, as I say, he, he's he's sort of doing that sort of siege mentality now and blocking out all outside noise. And whatever gets said between now and the end of the season doesn't matter to them. They're just going to be heading for that league title. It's a sprint to the finish now. Yeah, 100% it is. And I think Plun's come in there as well, kind of going off what um, Ross said there, Willie, about the Ibrox press lackeys are desperate for us to fail. And I, I love the, 
you obviously remember the game. It was just the weekend. I'm talking like it was two years ago, but that was Franley Central video. But you, you, you look at you, you look at the end of that match against against St Mirren, and he, he came up to the the, the, the panel at five play at the time. It was him, Goodwin, and Lenny, and it may not have been on purpose, but they just blanked out Emma Dodds and had their own wee chat. And we all know what the, the side of the fence he leans on. I think she does some of their TV work for her, and that's fair enough. That's her own prerogative. But you have to, f- from my point of view, and what Ross said, they're the siege mentality thing. You have to kind of zone in on that night and get the team focused. And you can only, as, as Pastor Cody said, you don't focus on what your neighbours do. Obviously, paraphrasing a bit, but you know what I mean, that kind of saying he did at the start of his first season. Are you of the same thinking of just go for it and we'll have to win the league anyway, but we'll just have to run to the finish here? Yeah, I mean, I thought that all season, and to be fair to Brendan, I think he's he's always tried to do that, try and block it out. It's been difficult uh, recently, especially with um, the, the fan base is sort of split on. I think they've always been split as soon as Brendan's came back in, and I don't think that's changed. Um, uh, so it has been difficult for him to kind of cancel it, that noise. But I, w- I was actually, I was so pleased to see him <coughs> saying that today because I was of the thought, I've been of the, you know, I'm a big Brendan Rodgers fan, and I've I've been of the thinking that, <laughs> like what, like what more can he do? Obviously, we need to be playing better football, but he's currently top of the league, and we could, we could potentially have a double this year, and there's still people calling for his, for his, for his name to be sacked, which is crazy talk to, in my opinion, and I wouldn't like I I was of the thinking that like I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season he was just like fuck this, I don't need this, um. So I was really pleased to see him saying, like, <laughs> you, you put that one away straight pretty quickly, Stephen. <laughs> um, I was on the thinking that uh, so, I, I was on that thinking, going. So, so I'm glad that he's, he's came out and said that because uh, I, I think it's positive and, I'm, and I want to hear more of him. And I think since he's come back this year, he has been, he's been pretty honest in most press conferences. I know people kind of say that one week he's saying... Um, he's he's saying one thing and he's and then the next week he's saying another. But I think it's refreshing that he's <coughs> uh, he's saying things like that press conference when he talks about yeah we're looking to bring guys on that I, I can coach and and turn them into you know quality players. But sometimes we need to he thinks we need to branch out a bit, splash the cash and and spend it. I think he's I think he's been honest a lot of the time that he's been in the press conferences. And I was just pleased to see a wee bit of fight film. I'm saying, listen, and and he's absolutely bang on with the media. Um, uh, that's I could talk on a full podcast about that. Jed, we'll do that. Okay. On a, well, on like, that, that's interesting. Like throw your your two pm that one because it it is what people are thinking. You did allude to the fact that even winning a double, people are still questioning whether he would remain a Celtic manager. So, what do you actually think about that one that, that Jed said there? Um, my opinion and what probably will happen is, is two different things. I don't think that yeah. I don't think, I think there's a lot of a fan base that are looking for an excuse to get him out of the club anyway, so that would obviously be uh, be pretty much a couple of nails in the coffin ready and they're just waiting for the other two to be bashed in as well, to be honest with you. I think, again, looking back, I don't think that, that the calibre <laughs> of manager out there I don't, I don't think we'll get better than than Brendan, and I just think mm. I just think he needs time to. We've seen what he could do in his first term in charge, and I I think that he needs longer than. I, it doesn't matter because he's got to win the fucking league anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, positive, positive, but, um, positive. 
Uh, I just think he needs a bit more time and a bit more. Yeah, obviously he needs he needs backed in, in the transfer window. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about now. Before Jed, about his like about his like demeanor and what he was saying. We can yeah, yeah. About spending. Yeah, and and and, and he's kind of showing a bit of fight. Um, and but he's bang on with the media. It's like <laughs> he, he like any. He, I thought the quote was like any team that wins seven games and one draw eight. That is, is a great run of form, but up here it's not good enough. It's fuck. That's fucking madness. <laughs> it's but I'm, I know what he's I know what he's saying about that. But it's obviously preceding that and the, the drop points before then that uh, everybody's up in arms about. But the forms the forms good. The football might not be the prettiest at the moment, but the the, the points are getting put on the board. Um, yeah, I just I love I love to see the fight out of him, um, and I'm glad he kind of put two fingers up to the media the day and just said to them. I think he actually called them out and said, look, you guys, I know you want a story. You need to bring somebody down a peg or two, and it's us at the moment. So I was really pleased to see that, and uh, hopefully we see a lot more of it. I, I mean, if I'm, uh, <laughs> if I'm, <laughs> if I'm uh, a Celtic player at this moment in time and I'm here in that press conference, it makes me want to go to war for the man. Yeah. And you are right to bring into what people were saying, though. Like his demeanor was questioned multiple times, really. And I think over the last couple of weeks, we have seen that mentality shift. As where it's like it's us against them. It's it's basically you close shop. The media are our souls. We know we know the game you're trying to play. We've seen it with the Abada situation as well, Ross. And obviously, we'll, we'll come on to that um, latterly about Abada. But I mean, even in the comments, it's a strange one. Jed, he his heart's set, and if, if he doesn't win the league, he, he should be gone. And it, Again, multiple managers have failed at that sort of Celtic in, in terms of not winning the league. Do apologise about the noise. Is this a nuclear bomb ready to take off? But um, <laughs> microwave there. Well, you might okay, hundred percent. Yeah. It's built up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. But but what's that? Actually, don't know. I, actually, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you've totally fucked me there. But um, in terms of in terms of what Willie said, right? The demeanour shift in Brendan, what I want to see from my own, and Willie's right to say the football's not good, and I've heard you say this before as well, especially more coming towards the end of the season, now anyway, that you don't care about the, the kind of football we play as long as we win games. And I think, for me, Rodgers needs to keep this kind of attitude up and that one week slip back into the hole. People question his demeanour side of things, being like, what, what's the really good on with the man? And then the next week, he's all guns blazing, calling people out. There has to, there has to be a consistency from him as well, in my opinion. Um, I I don't really know what the question was there to be honest with you. So, but... I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm saying do you think Rogers needs to keep that up as well because Willie said it could rub off the players. He needs to keep that attitude up with the outside. Oh, I I I what he's that that sort of change in mentality. I thought we've spoke about. I think he need he needs to be consistent with that now. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, in terms of what you're talking about there. You never parent a big crew of you. I know. <laughs> um, you spoke about there in terms of uh, performance of the team and stuff like that, and how. Uh, no, I've heard a lot of people saying it doesn't matter about the, the performance at a stage of the season, it's about results. Absolutely, it is about results. It's always about results. But for me, <clears throat> I spoke about it to you in the group chat. It, it was. How do I put this? It was the performance for me. Try to think how to word this, how to word this here. The performance in the last few games, right, it has been 
nowhere near good enough, right, for me. I, I think I said it in the group chat that I can accept a poor performance if we get the result, but the performance at Easter Road and the performance, certainly when we lost the goal both at both grounds, when it goes to 1-0, I think it went to 1-0 at Aberdeen and then it went to 1-0 uh, Easter Road, we totally lost all control of the game that we had. It, albeit we didn't have great control of the games, but we we totally lost it. We looked like we were going to concede at will. And I can't accept that type of performance. And you won't, if, if you keep turning in the types of performance at this stage of the season, it'll catch up with you and you won't get away with it. It happened at Aberdeen, it sort of caught up with us a wee bit because we'd had the Ross County performance before that and we got away with it. But <clears throat> so, as much as the performance doesn't really, really matter, it doesn't have to be free-flowing, unbelievable football that Andrew's playing most of the time, as long as we get the result. But I won't accept, like, basically the arse falling out at, at, when you go to 1-1 or 1-0 down and lose control of the game. We shouldn't be losing control of games and looking so fra- so fragile. Fro- Holy shit. So fragile as we did in the games. We've swapped. Um, We've swapped. Again, eh? <laughs> uh, so, aye, that, as much as, again, as I say, as much as performance doesn't matter and it's more about results, we have to be controlled as we were in the St Martin game. It wasn't a great performance, but... We we were more controlled and we weren't like like last ditch desperate defending if you like that I can't accept it's against the level of team that we're up against most weeks. Why do you think it's happening though? What's that down to? <coughs> I mean, people, um, that's why I think people like are questioning the style of play, the the systems, the players involved in that. Monty Frazzatile, yeah, we're not we're not only man, but I get it. Well, I, but I what, think what, that. What, I think it, recently, I think in the recent performances is is what the ones that I'm primarily talking about because that's that certainly the Aberdeen game and the Easter Road game is the the two games this season that I think we've looked the most fragile. Now, by all accounts, the game at Rugby Park in the second half we looked fragile, fragile, and that I can't say that word. I need to stop trying to say it. Self. <laughs> I, I actually, I never actually seen that game, but I think for the most part, why we look that way in the last couple of games at Easter Road and Pataudry was because we're essentially playing with who was my well I think Alistair Johnson was involved at Pataudry uh, then he had to come off at Easter Road we've got Liam Scales and Stephen Welsh and Bernabai. that for me is a big part because that is nowhere near our best back four uh, so Listen, we can talk about recruitment and squad depth and all the rest of it. These guys will, will have, he be away? <laughs> the, these guys have stepped in and got us through it. But there has been moments in games where we have looked fragile. But um, listen, we've we've had our fair share of injuries this season and that cannot be ignored. And that is playing a big part in why we can't get uh, any sort of a, a real bit of momentum built up, but Roger spoke about it today briefly, I think. He, he's talking about Carter Vickers will be coming back. Hattati's a month away. Alistair Johnson's he's on the training field, but he's obviously 
no ready to play because he's I think he's got a fracture. Uh, Greg Taylor's coming back. <clears throat> For me, these guys are all coming back probably at the business end of the season, which is good for us. And you just hope that all of the guys I've mentioned can stay fit and we can build up momentum. Because if we can, if if we get ahead of steam, we'll be hard to stop. We will be. I, I just think this Talkie Rogers, Jed, Jed saying there, if, uh, if we don't win the league, he, he won't be there. Uh, listen, I can't argue against that. Because if you don't win the league at Celtic, then it's a failure. It's deemed a failure. But for me, there's a yep. lot of mitigating factors as to why this team isn't functioning to the way Rodgers wants it to be and the way we want it to be. At, at no point did I think when Rodgers came in we would play the same free-flowing football that Ange Postacoglu did. It was never going to happen. No many managers play that style of football. Um, but Rodgers, is, he's had these challenges coupled with the fact... And listen, um, his style's no great at the minute, but the injuries... They're not being backed by the board. It, it, it all culminates to what we're, we're seeing now. But at the end of the day, with all those things against them, Rogers has still got this team at the top of the league, albeit we've surrendered a five-point lead, which isn't great. But, I mean, we've still got 14 games, 30, was it 13, 14 games to rectify yeah. this? And, we're get, as I say, we're getting players back. Mm. We've got a good win there under our belts. Uh, at St Myrne which could have been a, a, a real banana skin tie uh, we got the win it wasn't pretty but it's a start and listen I'm, I'm the same I just want us just tunnel vision don't care don't look at Rangers and what they're doing because as long as we keep winning I was going to say then we'll still remain at the top of the league but obviously that's not quite <laughs> true because it's going to come down to goals Uh but, listen, Rangers are showing, you have to credit them, they're showing title winning form right now. They absolutely are, apart from their blot against us. But we've shown that in the games, we have the better quality and we can beat them. All we have to do is get a run and a heady steam and hopefully we'll be okay. But it's it goes, it goes by, far, by far a foregone conclusion. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I, I, get, I get the sentiment of what you're saying, and to be fair, I do agree with the majority of it. Unlike us on a Friday, Ross Wax comes in here with Willie, and he says it's okay, Sam. We're getting stronger players coming back, etc. But the the problem is the cream buns are not dropping points, so you basically need to win all our remaining games to win the league. A situation we should not be in. And like what Ross said there, to be fair. Yes, all these circumstances with injuries and, and things like that, we're still top of the league, but we can't ignore the fact that we dropped five points and we've had really dodgy performances within that period. So what what would you say to Wax? And, and by the way, it's a new comment. So a, a new comment. I so appreciate you watching along. I haven't seen um, that comment before. But <clears throat> in, in terms of what he said, there's a situation we should not be in. Do you agree with that? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I do actually. I don't think that they. I think, I think it's quite naive to say they're going to just win every game between now and the end of the season. Um, I've watched a few. That's this is exactly what I was just about to say. Strange love. Um, I've watched. I, obviously, I'm watching Celtic week in week out, but I'm not watching them. 
I've actually watched a couple of games recently, and it's not as if they're playing sparkling champagne football either. Um, they're, they're getting results, but it's not like they're not blowing teams away or anything like that either. So I'm not, it's not something that I don't know. I think there's a bit of a, there's a bit of fear going about, and I don't, I don't understand it. Um, we've been, I think, the, the two derby games that we've still got to go this season are going to be monumental now because it is so tight. And we've had two this season, and we've we've won both with a a, um, a, a squad that's no, not been anywhere near full strength. Um, you think you say that? So, so I, I think <laughs> hey, so I think that if we beat them in two games where we've not been anywhere near full strength. I think going into these next two derby games, we it's a it's like a, a, a massive um, mental. Uh, positive for us um, psychologically we must be going into these games um, feeling like we can take all three points again uh, but uh, I'm not at the moment in time and I've not been shitting myself at all this season even now I'm not I feel like we're, we're more capable of like you, you said it yourself I said it last week we've, we've been well under par and we're still mm-hmm. top of the league everybody's talking about how well Rangers are doing and they're, they're joint top with us, but we're well under par. If we kick on, imagine what we're going to do when we actually do kick on and, and we, we hit the ground running. Um, I, I, I've still, I, I'm not, I'm not too worried at the moment. I still think that we're we're more than capable, more than good enough. And I think if if you put a, if you picked a a best eleven with, with, with both teams, there's not I, I, for me. There's not many Rangers players that get in that team. So. Uh, we just need to keep grinding it, keep, keep keep getting the results. Win the league, like you say, we're in a dogfight, we're in a title race now. It's actually fairly exciting. <laughs> I said it to you the other day. Um, the pencils are gone now because uh, it's an exciting title race rather than us running away with it. It'll be even sweeter, even it'll taste even sweeter when we win this one. Yeah, no, I have to agree, and I do find it interesting. Like you said, that the media spin there were under pressure, but Rangers are performing. They're up on a level and every headline's a positive thing about Clementine coming in and doing this and doing that. It was the same thing with, with Michael Beal. Do you know what I mean? It was the exact same thing. He, he, he was the next messiah. He was a tactical genius and he, he got found out in the end. And I think actually someone did a, a comparison with the first 16 games or something. And it might be shared among us as well. Michael Beal's ahead of Clementine. Yeah, so you, right. you, you don't know what you're what you're actually reading. And yeah, I'm saying Clementine because he's orange <laughs> and, and blah, blah, blah. But you, you know, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> Yeah, coming in. Evening, boys. But that's the thing, though, mate. Everybody's talking about how good Rangers are now. But if they're that good and we're that poor, then how are they not strolling the league? But I, I think it's the fact that we... No, we are shite. Yeah, but I, I think outside of the media, I think it's the supporters thinking we've surrendered a five-point lead. I think that's maybe why that spins. Yeah, been... I understand that. But it's, not as if it's five points. It's not... There's no 25 points, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, well, yeah. See, before a ball was kicked, right? I think Celtic have drawn four games and lost two in the league this season, right? Now, maybe you could say four games. I, I might be wrong in that, but I'm sure it is four draws and two defeats. Now, at the start of the season, you could maybe argue four games is maybe a wee bit too many draws, but 
for me at the start of the season, if somebody told me, look, listen, I, I'm not saying we're going to go unbeaten for now at the end of the season, but if somebody told me that, say we lose one more game, right? If somebody told me we would go through the season and lose three games and win the league, I would go, well, that seems quite logical. That's probably good enough to win the league, three defeats. We're only in two of the now. We've got 13, 14 games left. I don't want to jinx it, but... Don't sit. Do I'm not ju- sit. No, I know. Do I know. I know. I know. I know. But you know, what, you know what I'm getting at? You know what I'm getting at? If somebody told me at the start of the season we were going to lose three games and we'd win the league, I'd be like, that's actually that's actually decent. But it's like, it's a disaster now because we had a five-point lead. But you have to... You have to say that, again, Rangers are showing title winning form. They weren't at the start of the season, and now they are. Celtic were showing it at the start of the season. They faded a wee bit, middle of the, middle of the season there, and hopefully they're coming back into that bit of form. But at the end of the, the season, if we win the league by two, three, four, five points, and we've only lost three games, I, I don't think that's that bad. All right, the performance level isn't amazing, but they've still they've still done the job. I've done the job, but what what were you going to say? I'd love to see how like a start with how many games we've been able to play the same eleven consistently. I would be surprised if it was more than two or three this season. You talk about momentum and trying to get going. Like it's it's really difficult. I'm not trying to make excuses, but like everybody talks about how the window was shit and this and that and next thing. Ross is right. We've had a lot of stuff kind of thrown at us, and I'm not saying I still think we should be winning this league. I still think we should be performing better this season. I'm no, <coughs> but but you, you can't ignore all that sort of stuff. Um, <coughs> not one game. Is that is that you saying that? Two games and then that's it. We're not even getting a. And there's been different circumstances. It's either been there's there's obviously there've been the injuries, but there's also like, at the start of the season, Rogers midfield three when Hatati was he was fucking. It was mm. a different player every. It was always it was always O'Reilly, Cal McGregor, and then it was as if he just fucking drew names on the Went right, right, Turnbull, you're playing the day. Brendan right. Stewart. <laughs> 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 Who's this? <laughs> Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I feel like and I don't think it's a coincidence that now we've had this run of games and yes we've had poor performances but we've got the results and that's a title winning side that do that when they're not playing at their best they still grind out results and I don't think it's a coincidence that we've been on this decent run of form yes again the performances haven't been great but we're, we're winning games um, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's kind of starting to become a bit more of a consistent <clears throat> eleven that we've been playing. Mm. No, I, I, I do agree with that as well. In, in terms of, I mean, to me, I'll be honest with you, that's uh, an excuse to me. Right, that, that's what that is. It's making the excuse to validate the current stuff we're seeing. And look, I get that it, it adds a lot to it, but I think even our second and first strings should be strong enough to put away things. In the SPFL, maybe bar Rangers, I do understand where you're coming from in that aspect of things. And if you look at the back four against the Marin, it was Ralston, Scales, was it Naraki and Burnaby? Or Welsh, sorry, Scales, Welsh, and Burnaby. 
incredible that we're still pulling results off, to be fair, like, and getting clean seats in, in among that. And Stephen John comes in and says, do you think some younger fans are entitled? Now, <laughs> this is interesting because I'll be honest with you, Stephen John, the, the, I think that the categories, categorizing people among Celtic fans, bedwetters, happy clappers, entitled, I think is totally wrong. Everyone in my opinion is entitled to their opinion. It's obviously followed to themselves. People don't have to necessarily go along with it. I'm just looking at it from a point of view. Yes, I've been used to success, right? The first season I can probably remember would have been just before the Seville year. So yeah, Larson and Sutton and all were still there. I think I've seen Rangers maybe win three or four titles in, in, in among that period, maybe five. But I just see this as Celtic's own like doing like we're so, we should be so far ahead of this the other team across the water it's it's incredible but it's whatever's gone on at the top level we've regressed we've we've <laughs> let things go we we'll let them win the the, the league all albeit the COVID season when we really shouldn't have done that obviously a lot of pressure going for ten in a row and things we should be so far ahead we should be doing so much better in my opinion and that's just my opinion I don't think I'm entitled. Willie or Ross, but I mean, if you if you agree with what Stephen's on or saying, please chirp in. I mean, I'll start with yourself, Ross. Do you think some younger fans are entitled to to success uh, and expect travels and, and invincible seasons? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say young fans are entitled. I agree with what you said there in terms of the fact that bedwetters. Um, <laughs> Tony's right in hundred percent. Uh, no, like, but in terms of what you're talking about, about bedwetters and um, happy clappers, not the rest of it. I, I, for me, it's not about the younger fans. Because, listen, I see some older fans who lived through the 90s and seen all the bad days. I, I, I've seen some of them like fly off the handle like that and expect off the back of like, our four trebles and all the rest of it, uh, that we should be winning the league every single year. I don't think it's just uh, exclusively to the younger fan, but I wouldn't say they're entitled. I think it comes down more to maybe personality and just how you are. And some guys are a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more level-headed for one. Uh, it, it, it just depends how you are. There's, well, it's just, He's nailed it. Some guys are a glass half full, some guys are half empty. It's just the way it is. Um, I don't think it's exclusively to any age demographic or anything like that. I just think it's some Celtic fans are fucking off their nut. Some are not. Strange of the topic comes in. We are entitled because we're the best supporters, biggest club, best players in Scotland. That entitles you to expect expect success. Our nearest competitor is literally a fake Franken club. Look, again, that's where I'm coming across. And Well, he may have had heated discussions in the group chat, also on the podcast about the entitled reference and, and that type of thing. And by the way, Ross, I do agree with you in an aspect of things that Celtic supporters, maybe some of them, I don't know, definitely a minority and what I've encountered, expect this, expect that, expect winning the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm not like that. I just think at domestic level, we should be miles ahead. It, right, well, it, shouldn't, be in, it if, shouldn't be in the question for me that they should be near us. That That's my my overall riding opinion on that. Right, well, before you go to Willie, just to come back mm -hmm. on that slightly, I, I get what you're saying, <clears throat> but for me, I, like you say, we should be miles ahead of them and stuff like that, right? Now, I get that our 
our points. Our points total is not as good as it. I got to do the tally. I got to do the tally down here. Aye, but it hasn't been as good as what it was last year, right? But the season before, I don't think we got as many points as we accumulated last year. The season before that, we didn't win the league. Seasons before that, I don't think we got just as many points as what Ange got last season. You have to go back to Rogers' first term to to look at that many points again. So we don't consistently win the league by winning even back to the, the dialer years, we don't consistently win the league where we pretty much go a, a full season almost unbeaten mm. or unbeaten. Um, so for me, they, they in terms of the league, right, we're not talking about, I'm not saying this in terms of breaking through that ceiling, but in terms of the league, that is the ceiling, right? Going unbeaten or getting 100 plus points, right? You, you, you can't really get much better than that. And if you, you, to do that consistently every year is a really, really big ass, no matter who you're playing, because you don't turn up and win every single week. But for me, Celtic have hit that ceiling and sometimes they just drop a wee bit below that. But Rangers, year on year, have grown and got better and better because they couldn't get any worse. They couldn't get any further behind us. So they but we should have got better. Better. I think that's the, that's Aye, the... But my, my point is that you, you can get to that 100 points total, but you will regress some years. You, you'll, you'll go up and down. But Rangers, they, they've been up and down as well. But this season, it just so happens that they have their, their... In the last wee while, it's now looking like they're having a really good league campaign. And Celtic are having... So it's sort of levelled out. I, I just think for me... There's a ceiling that you can get to in terms of a league campaign because it's a points total that you're getting to. Celtic have hit that ceiling a few times and they've came away from that ceiling a few times. And right now, we're a wee bit away from that ceiling because you can't year on year hit that 100 points. You just can't. They're human beings. People make mistakes in recruitment. It's happened. And Rangers are doing that bit better. They've got a new manager and they've got a bounce. And it's just sort of this season more than any other has sort of levelled out a wee bit but you, I, I just think that that's just football that's just the game it's it's just life sometimes people catch up with you I'm alright with it listen I want Celtic to be better than they are being right now but I just think people have to realise that as much as you think we should be miles ahead of them the rest of the teams are not as good as Rangers so they're going to beat most teams and we, are, we haven't done that this season as much as we have, like, say, last season. It's just the way it is. It's, it, it, you can't be absolutely brilliant 100 points every year. It just it just doesn't harm. I don't I, know if you way, get I the do. point I'm trying to make there. No, no, I do. I do. <laughs> by the way, I do, I do appreciate we've gone on a bit of a, a tangent. And the, 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 the comments right. are flying and obviously bring up the entitled bit as well. But the, the way I would look at that is, Ross, right? And by the way, we are remaining positive, but we're just debating among other stuff here as well. You're you're saying again, people can catch up to you, and that that's I mean, any walk of life that can happen. Yeah, it, it happens. But then, does that does that mean Celtic have stood still as a club? Have not took advantage of the fact that they're financially light years ahead of the, the other club Rangers I'm, I'm talking about here? Have we not done what we could to be the best version of ourselves? I think that's where the frustration uh, comes from, in, in my opinion, and it, it's not about being entitled and I think uh, 
I'm not going to read out the name because I, I'm not falling into that trap. But Willie, from from generation to generation, we pass on to our younger youngers and and family that we are Glasgow Celtic. The way the way view of winning the border of fault here for the divide. Get them too. Um, fuck, obviously. So it's a it's a powerful thing to say entitled, but then Ross has come to the game with a good argument that you can be caught. But does that not point to the fact that Celtic have, have stood still and regressed slightly as a club? Yeah, but I don't know if it's a matter of standing still. I don't think they've gone into that transfer window and wanting it to be a failure. It's not as if they're not... I don't think it's not trying. Maybe that... Uh, with regards to the... Like we had a, we, we, a, a yet another fucking debate on the transfer window again the other day in the group chat. And it's like... Um, I, I, like I, it was, I think we were touching on uh, your Wednesday night part about like copying a model or whatever it was. And um, I don't think necessarily the model... Is what's wrong? The, the, the recruitment has been wrong. Uh, that last transfer window was not good enough. They're, maybe the recruitment team needs looked at. If anybody else, if we've got a star striker who's no <laughs> scoring goals, his job gets looked at. So why should a recruitment head of recruitment, if he's not doing his job properly, not be looked at, etc., etc.? I don't necessarily think it's a model. I'm not entirely, and I'm no fucking defending the board again. I, I, I know, we know, we know. Fuck them all. I couldn't care. I'm not necessarily thinking that they are. Um, you know, standing still or or whatnot. There, there obviously there's money there. It's just, we've just, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of what. So it's difficult to comment on that. But I think it's just too easy to point blame. I think when you talk about regressing as well, you can have a team that's a successful team and somebody's players dip in and out of form. They could have a magic season and the next season no be as great. So does that mean it's a regression if it's the same team but players aren't performing? I don't think that's recruitment's fault, or you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had we've had injuries this season as well. I'm not going to keep banging on about that, but like I can understand why people think regression because that window was has, has been bad, and I totally I totally agree. But I don't think it's like I don't think it's an intentional thing. Like we want a bad transfer window, and I I can understand why. Like certain players can get out of form and it can it can look worse. Um, yeah, some of these players could kick on and actually have <coughs> unbelievable second half of the season. We could run away with it, and we're not having this conversation. Um, like Brendan said today, or whenever it was a press conference, um, league titles played over thirty eight games, um, and it's it can be a fight, like, but. I just feel like let's see what happens at the end of the 38 games. There's already talk okay, if he doesn't win the league, he's getting sacked. This and that. I don't understand why we need to talk about that stuff when we're, when yeah. we're near the league, the league finishing. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yep. um, it, with regards to the entitlement thing, I think maybe entitlement's the wrong term, but I, I obviously hear it flung about a lot. We're a victim of our own success recently. We've been winning treble after treble, which is absolutely unfathomable to think about, like, six, eight years ago, what we would have achieved. And we're definitely a victim of that now because there is an expectation, like people have said, and rightly so. Um, but I do think there needs to be a sort of, yeah, level head sometimes. <laughs> like Brendan says, we lose one game in eight and it's like fucking, it's like the end of the world. It, it, it still absolutely baffles me um, that there's such an uproar when there's like one result that doesn't go your your way. We, 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 there's there's no way we're going to win every single game between for the next four or five years. It's just that's not football. It just doesn't happen. Sometimes 
Sometimes they turn up and they're, they're right up for it. Sometimes they're off the boil. Sometimes it's luck. Um, it's just it's just football. And uh, yeah, just to go back, I understand why people would think we've stood still and regressed. I don't think it all goes back to this window and the fact that some players yeah, last year yeah. that that were performing last year haven't performed this year and the likes of people that were absolute stalwarts for us last year like CCV and that haven't been regular on the side for whatever reason um, so I understand why people say we've regressed but I think it's <coughs> I, I think it's a tad unfair to say like um, we should have put whatever away and done all, all this, that, and the next thing. I don't think that's a matter of we have stood still, personally. My opinion, I don't think we have. It's not worked out. Um, there's plenty of signings that haven't worked out that window, but there was plenty of signings the year before and the year before that that did work out. I think the model's right. It's just the recruitment's been wrong, and the recruitment team should be held liable for that. I don't think that's Brendan's fault. I don't. I don't even necessarily think that's the board's fault. They're, they're, it's, it's the recruitment team, and if that means they need there needs to be an overhaul on that, then so be it. Uh, but for me, the model has shown it works. We just need to be. We just need. It just needs to be better. We need more Hatatis and Kyogos and CCVs and Jotas and less Idaguchis and McCarthys and Abogards. Yeah. The conversation. By the way. Does does always go back on the recruitment? I do I do agree with that aspect. But go, go ahead, Ross. And this isn't me defending the recruitment by any stretch, by the way, right? Because it it wasn't it hasn't been good enough the last two windows. But Bayern Munich, right, signed Harry Kane in the summer. Have they regressed, or has Bayern Leverkusen got better? That's a fair point. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alistair, just called me sensible. I've not been called sensible my whole fucking life. <laughs> I think I, I think I don't. I, I think by you, you probably could say Bayern Munich have slightly regressed, right? I don't know what their points total have been in previous seasons. You could argue they've slightly regressed, but Bayern Leverkusen have got better. Celtic have regressed a bit. Rangers have got better. It's it's just I don't think. I... I don't. They've got better in terms of results, picking up results. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, play. I'm not though, saying they're I don't playing. think it's. Aye. I, I think they're a better side now than they were under Bill. Absolutely. I don't think that can be argued. Oh, fuck me. Michael Bill couldn't have managed well in my bathroom. Never mind the football clubs. You know what I mean, he's, he's shambles. Like, he's, he's failing his ass <laughs> under it as well. Paul McFarlane, <laughs> well, he's Captain Sensible. But, but I do. I get what you're saying. Like, the whole Bayern Munich, Bayern Leverkusen thing. <sighs> the major difference for me there is Bayern Leverkusen are, are on the, the playing field where they could probably pay the same transfer fees that what Bayern could and Xavi Alonso is a, an absolute world class coach in, in terms of what he's done he's done that over the course of what two to three years now he's been there I believe so <coughs> he he's implemented that style of play and he, he's stuck with that and players who stick with him are going to learn that system better and better each year and when you add bits of quality to that it does get better I do agree so that's where I don't think it compares to what we're facing at this moment in time because I think the case of this league title, who, whoever comes out on top is the club who was least shit over the course of the season because we haven't been, none of the clubs have been excellent and I do hope that changes and, and I do agree with what Willie says as well. I mean, the, the, the aspect of things, 
where we're, we're talking so far in the future about Rogers failing and stuff like that. I don't want that narrative conversation. And you know me, I've been called negative time and time again. 100%, I'll take it. But I, I feel like we do need to be positive and we, we do need to be pushing forward as a club. And that's that's the, the crux of it for me. And the, the Leverkusen thing's interesting. I, it is. I, I do get, it's kind of put me in the back foot a bit. I'm not going to lie because I'm trying to <laughs> think of stuff in my head to say a wee bit. But... I do think for me, Baron are probably on the same level playing field as Baron Munich in terms of fees and what they can they can maybe attract to the club. That that's the only thing I can really point to that there. I have a Bayern have won that league for twelve years in a row or something like that. Uh, miles ahead of everybody in that league. But they can maybe be caught. Curse. Aye, but they're not be. caught yet. It's still a fucking long way to go. They could rump that right. league as well. But they're they're five and points then, behind. We aren't they? Aye. And Alfie Jaffe Alonso done, so has had three three years, did you say there? Yeah. To implement think, his style think, and all that. Rogers has not even had a year to implement his style. And Alfie Dunfrey said. So by that argument, right. then you then you agree we shouldn't get rid of Brendan, even if we don't win <laughs> the league this year. <laughs> if we don't win the league this year and we're getting rid of Brendan Rogers, I'm sorry. That's, 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 that, I don't that, think no we should, but it probably will happen. Yeah, no, look, again. Go ahead, Willie. I'm not so sure the board would. Too much money, probably the second. The fact, like, I, the Harris Fencing will be getting fucked about again, they do it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we'll take away from that conversation. We can sit here for hours and, and debate about that. Oh, De- God, Dion, came in, De- Dion came in earlier with a comment that I tried to bring it up, but the comments have been flanning Dublin. about the... Dublin, aye, about the recruitment. Uh, in terms, we're going to come on to Mark Lowe on that, but Dion was asking about the situation that Rogers talked about today with Leila Bada. It seems, I don't know, that maybe he's played his last ever game for Celtic. I think Rogers kind of given England that he could be moving away for his own headspace. So, I mean, but where do you sit in this? Is it, was it badly handled by Celtic in the, in the Dramney window? Because we know Rogers had a chat with him and he said he was fine. He was coming back to play. He was ready to go on training. And then suddenly, since that happened, he's been back in the team. He got took out of it against St. Mern because his head wasn't in the right headspace. Rogers confirmed today that that's kind of still the case. For me, anyway, if that was the, the, the issue in, in the January window, we should have, I don't know, loaned him out or cashed in what we could. And by the way, I don't get this reference. If someone could tell me the Dublin re- is that the way I'm saying it? I, I just don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dublin. No, you, said, you said Dion, did you know? Oh, Jesus, fuck. Are you serious right now? Right, okay, He's under the right. hammer, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but, Ross, where do you sit on the deal of battle thing? I've seen people get a bit, I mean, a fuck, over, I mean, really harsh on him in, in terms of the situation he finds himself in. But you have to be human about it and you have to respect that, again, he's different beliefs from the majority of people who probably take part in this podcast and watch as well. But is it just best for maybe cut ties with him and, and just let him go? Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, in terms of you'd mentioned there, obviously maybe maybe we should have got well not got rid of him, but put him out in January, whether that be sell, sold or uh, loaned. Um, I'm not sure, but I I don't think Celtic could have foreseen that Leo Leo Abada would come back into the team after the winter break and perform as he has, which is he, he has to perform well. And I think the fact that I'm not performing well hasn't helped the guy. And there's a section of the sport 
don't want to say I've turned on him. I don't think I don't think that's the right term, but I don't I don't think it's made his sort of integration, if you like, back into the team after injury any easier. And I think his performance levels are showing that he's had isn't he right? Because the Leo Abada we are seeing on the pitch right now is a million miles away from what he can be. And that isn't he down to Roger style. He's playing the same position. It's just he's just not in the right headspace. Rogers alluded to the day that like he's got family and stuff over there. That this mm. must be taking its toll on him mentally. He probably wants to be out there and out there and um sort of supporting his family. But I mean, what can he do if he did if, if he did go out there? He's not going to going to be any help. Um, but. It's it's a really tricky situation, and it's it's one that you're probably seeing far more, uh, when a lot more modern day footballers than you would like to see in the modern day, because there's a lot of war going on in the world right now, and yep. it's it's sad to see. And listen, family's more important than football, but if Leal Abada needs to move away for Celtic to to help him mentally and help help his career even, then by all means, if that's the best thing for him in the club, then do it. But if Leo Abada can get himself back to the, the, the player that we know he can be, then he'd be a great player for Celtic, and I would well, I would welcome him. I don't think it's the right word, because he's already here. Uh, but I would... Uh, I would... I would uh, the arms would be open for him. I'd give him a big cuddle. I just want to give the guy a big cuddle. It's a shame for him. It's shite. But he just needs to get through this period, and what will be will be. If it's away from Celtic, then by so be it. But if he's here, I'll support him one hundred percent. I mean, look, I don't want to be harsh here, but I need to play both sides, Willie. And I, I do get what Ross is saying in, in terms of we we did welcome him with open arms in in the game when he came back the, the crowd i think was the biggest here apart from the goals that day and he, he should have felt welcome but i do understand the human aspect of things and the certain situation going on with it in the country and, and and all that which we really can't get into because it's not our place as a podcast too but we all know what we're references to but then you look at it and, and, and say willie as well he's a professional footballer paid x amount of thousands a week and it's been no secret from ever since I can really remember Watson Celtic, that we've had affiliations or like the thought we've had affiliations with certain countries in the world, certain flags in the world. I mean, there's been Champions League games, Hapel Bersheva, for example, where the basically the whole um, Green Brigade had Palestine flags, flags flying. So it's it's no secret that this is that Celtic <laughs> have done this. So it, yes, it's tough for him, but as a professional. Should he not be able to put that to one side and carry out his duty as a footballer for a club where he's been paid X amount of money each week? Yeah, I get that. I get both sides. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shit situation for all. I um, Obviously not to the extent he's got, but most people have got shit going on in their lives and they still, you still turn up and do your job. So I do get that. Um, with regards to you, you're talking about him in January, could we, uh, should we... Should we look at this sort of <laughs> getting ready? And then I don't think you could have for for And by the way, you could it could come back in in two weeks' time and absolutely hit the ground running again as well. It's I I think again 
although Brendan said today about there's a possibility he could leave and all the rest of it. Um, it's a strange one for me. I don't, I don't really know what I think about it. To be honest with you, uh, I think he's. I think when it comes to football, you know me, I fucking hate politics and all that. When it comes to football, he's a top, top player and a top prospect. So I would hope that whatever's going on could be sorted and we, we still keep him at the football club. But um, yeah, it's it's. It's such a strange situation. Nobody could have foreseen that what what's going to happen or what's what's yet to happen. Um, I can understand maybe for his point of view, if there's there's people flying certain flags, it's it's going to upset him. Um, and like you say about opinions and all the rest of it on here, Stephen, you've got to respect that. And I think that you've said it yourself. You've seen some horrible, horrible stuff come out of our fan base regard with regards to it, and. Um, mm-hmm. That's not respecting his beliefs and his opinion, which I, I don't think is right. I think I think one of the biggest things that's wrong with this modern world, and I think social media is a massive thing for it, is everybody's got a voice, and um, pe- some people aren't allowed an opinion. It's just you're wrong, and that's it. Whereas that's not the case. Um, we've all got different beliefs. We've all got different backgrounds. Um, I, I think it's unfair to you know judge somebody because of that, and we don't even know what the situation is. But it's difficult. It's a shit, shit situation. Um, hopefully, yeah, Stephen, yeah, you're right. Um, hopefully, he can come through it because he is a top talent. And like I said, it when he was coming back. And by the way, we say when he's coming back, you wouldn't have foreseen his form. But when he first came back into the side, we I remember us sitting talking on a podcast about the sort of telepathy between him and Kyogo when he first came back mm-hmm. in and. He was hitting balls into that box for Kyogo to score goals. I know the first one was Bucky Thistle, but I think he did the same again the next week. And we were talking about how that partnership could be back again and nobody's been seeing these Kyogo runs and he has. So I don't think the form's just been horrendous the whole time he's been back. Um, Yet again, dipping him in and out of the team, I don't think helps either. I think it's difficult to show when you're only getting half an hour a game. Uh, Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly, Paul. Um, right. That's the big... That, like, yeah, I don't need to say any more. Paul McFarlane's nailed it. Yeah. Again, I don't understand that 100%. I don't know if you heard, Ross, what I was saying to Willie before he went off and got a wee pint there, but what you are saying, by the way, by and large, I do agree with. I want to make that clear. But I do, as again, have to say both things here. Like, I mean, it's well-known. The Celtic fly these flags, the tricolors, the fly, the Palestine flag, and and whatever. And into the club, he, he played while the Green Brigade were proudly flying Palestine flags in, in that corner and, and the stand. And then when that when I got introduced and he came into the club and things, he was performing well. He was scoring goals. It wasn't an issue then. Obviously, that the, the conflict has kicked off, which which can I can understand that maybe this playing in his mind. But people can say as well as as a footballer. You're going to go to a club, regardless of where it is the world. You may not agree with something. So every time you don't agree with something, do you have to say, I'm not happy or I'm not going to celebrate with the players. I'm going to walk down the tunnel. I'm going to do this and do that. Like I'm not saying that's his attitude. Maybe he's been told to do that for his own sake. But you can't keep doing that because you're going to come across another club who might have the same kind of beliefs that some people do and the atrocities that we're seeing and blah, blah, blah. Now, again, not blah, blah, blah in a disrespectful way. We just can't go into it as a podcast because... You know certain things we don't want to talk about on this, but we do know what's going on. But do, do you understand that argument? I understand where you're coming from, absolutely. But 
Um, I think obviously since the conflict has obviously kicked off again, you you spoke about obviously he was playing while Celtic fans were uh, displaying the Palestine flag. And that's all well and good, but I think between then and now, I think that as you say the conflict's kicked off. Uh, I think there's a lot of outside. Um, I don't know, like voices in his ear uh, for the the international manager. I think there was another guy had come out and said that, and they're they're saying that he should leave Celtic. Um, yep. Whether a badder feels that or not is another thing. But there's a lot of sort of voices in his ear, and then you, you look at it and you go, um, people for his country are probably looking upon Celtic and the Celtic fans. And not in a good light because they're displaying Palestine flags. They won't agree with that. As a badder, going to attach himself to all right, he's playing for the club, but does he want to put himself in that situation where he's celebrating in front of guys that are displaying Palestine flags and opening himself up to criticism? I mean, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that a He's been told if he goes back to his country, he'll be shot. Um, he said text messages every ten seconds on his phone, with with threats and like obviously pressure to to leave Celtic and all the rest of it. You you don't know the full ins and outs here, but I think I, I understand your argument that you ha- you still have to turn up for work and do it, and. Absolutely, Abada, his performances have to get better on the pitch. But if your head's not right, it's very difficult for you to perform at your optimum levels. Uh, but again, maybe he needs time to get his head right. And listen, take all the time you need, Abada. If you want to still play for Celtic and you want to perform to your optimum levels, but you're not ready to do that right now, 100% take all the time you need. But there's a lot more to this than meets the eye, is what I would say. Uh, and for me to give a, a, a fair and balanced opinion, it's difficult. But for the outside looking in, that's just sort of how I see it. I think you hate it for some people. Forget as well, he's he's he's, a, he's still a boy. He's only yeah. like 19. See, when I was 19, I was a fucking absolute fruit loop. I would have went, if I had disagreed with fans, I'd have been jumping in amongst them and square going people and I'm an idiot. You still no. do. You done it to no, me last no. time I was over. <laughs> no, that I'm a grown ass man. I'm um I, I like I would just ignore that sort of stuff. It wouldn't bother me. But when I was a 19 year old boy, I'd fucking probably have an absolute breakdown. Because I'm just a laddie. I've not even experienced life yet. I think sometimes you forget he's still a young laddie. He's in a he's in a different country. He's probably only got a girl. I don't even know if he's got a girlfriend. He's he's got not got much here. So I I think people forget about that side. But I too at the same time, Stephen, I, too, I, I, I I totally hear what you're saying, and I do agree in a sense. Like, I know it's like it's on a much, it's on a crazier, bigger scale. But yeah, you've you've still got to turn up and and do your job. What do you think about that? You were going to say I something. Guess, and by the way, by, by the by the way, Willie, it's, I do I do agree with what you're saying. I'm only coming to turn up as a devil advocate type thing. Different, different yeah, sides because I've heard the, the different arguments, but I am necessarily I'm leaning towards what you and Ross are saying in this aspect of things, and and Paul McFarland as well, well said, Willie. But 
Ross, you were going to say something about the James McLean situation. What what do you think about the comparisons? Well, listen, I, I get what the guy's saying. He, he he turned up, he was berated and all the rest of it. But the difference is that James McLean, his family wasn't in the middle of an ongoing conflict. He's a immediate family who he, he knows right now. It was it, That was a, a past thing. And listen, it was a thing that happened. I'm not... Um, Minimising it, if you like, for want a better word, I don't know if that. Uh, I'm not trying to belittle it. That's the word. Uh, what what his family went through and stuff like that. But this is an ongoing conflict, and I, I think that's the difference. I don't think it's comparable because it's happening right now. Whereas the James McLean stuff, albeit he he had to get on with it, with abuse and stuff like that, it isn't happening here and now in the middle of his career. I do get that, but again, I have to counter that and say, look, I'm from Ireland, and I, I think people would say that that uh, while a presence remains, such as the UK and Ireland and our Irish politics, it, it's it's always kind of in a conflict, and we're never going to be free from British rule on terms of that. But look, it's, it's not a Even not a politics well, podcast. Sorry, go, just to jump ahead. in there, I would like to like, but like nobody's arguing against that. Nobody's saying James McLean deserves oh, no. to go through that as well. Like he, yeah. he, it's the exact same situation. I'd be saying the exact same thing about James McLean. And it's, I don't think it's fair to just go, well, James McLean had to go through it, so he should go. Like, neither of them should have to go through it. Like, the the, the, the people on planet Earth are fucking, there's some scum out there, and it's a horrible, horrible place to live in. Nobody should have to go through that. But I don't think it's fair to say, like, well, somebody went through that, so he should go through it as well. It's <coughs> and it's and it's different situations, and it's just, I, it's fucking, it's. The world's a shit. They should actually just drop a fucking nuclear bomb in the place and start again because human beings are <laughs> actually the worst. I'm a good guy. I mean, everyone in the comments in this podcast, we're all right. We're good bunch of people. Like, I don't know. That's what happened. Put Oyazna bu- oh, yeah, bunker and then just nuke it. <laughs> well, I'm no procreating with Stephen. I tell you that for fuck off. Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> I, uh, what, what the what the fuck's going on here? Like, what? <laughs> um, Paul McFarlane, uh, loving the panel tonight, and we're having a good time as well. Um, Michael comes in. Look, I don't know if you're on a bit of crack. That's fair enough. It's it's just a bit of bit of crack. I do get that. Uh, Dead Thomas like Willie, bang on. No one should. Uh, <laughs> no one should go through it. So yeah, again, like we, we understand where certain situations are sitting at, but uh, look, we're moving on from that one, Willie, because again, it's it's so. I mean, it, again, it's it's so divisive, and we could be sitting here debating that forever. But Gordon Strachan has r- raised his head again, and by the way, after everyone found out, his son managed a golf shop and is our head European scout. Incredible, seeing a turn of events like isn't it? It's mental. But he came out and said that um. No one will remember this title race if Celtic go on to win the league. And the last title race I can probably remember was under his stewardship, I think. Would have been the Jan Vinegar Heslink one. Am I missing another one in between that? Mm. I don't, know. don't think so. Well, the last the, the last races I can remember were under his kind of leadership as right. manager. But do you do you do you get what he's saying? Do do you agree with it, or do you think the club are putting the, the sound bites out that um, this should be accepted and this should be the norm and we should be happy if we win the league but we've seen Neil Lennon defend the club on various different platforms over the last couple, the last couple of weeks Strachan's done it recently is this the club getting the ducks in row here does the 
put the support line, or do you think it's true? If we win the league this season, we'll be forgot about and we'll move on. That for me. Yeah, Willie. Yeah. I, I, no, I totally I said it last week. Um, I said if, 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 <coughs> if we win a double uh, this time next year, we won't even, nobody will even be talking about the, the form or the football we played. Played some of the best football I've seen under Tommy Burns and didn't win the league. Nobody fucking, like we say we played great football, but we didn't win the league. Um, yeah, we've played poor in seasons and still won the league. I, I, I just, yeah, winning it is all that matters, to be honest with you. I get, totally get what Gordon Strachan's saying. Um, there's been a bit of an uproar this year. I, for, personally, I think that it's, it's um, a bit over the top because of our standing at the moment. Um, yeah, so, um, but if we win the league, he's totally right. Nobody would, nobody will be talking about this. Nobody will be talking, I, well, you won the league, but Brendan Rodgers played shit football. Nobody will be talking James about that. I think that's what we need to do now. We need to improve, um, win this league. And I think this summer there's going to be a massive turnover in the playing squad. I think there's going to be a lot of outgoings and there's going to be a lot of incomings. And then we go again and we give Europe another go and we do we do it all again and hopefully there's an improvement in the in the, in the playing style. Um but yeah, winning the league's all that matters, so chat joke. <laughs> Pale races, I mean to be fair than what you're saying, Willie, can't be memorable. If it goes our way, obviously we we win the league, which we all hope that we do, and we all believe we can, Ross. And Gordon Strachan's coming out, and I find it interesting that Lanny's come out and done it as well. For me, it does seem like sometimes a club do this as a PR stunt to get certain ex-members of the club or people who are still involved to say this and that, and kind of break it down and be like, this is actually a good thing if we manage this title race and the league win. But then again, you could say we shouldn't be in the title race because we talked about it at the start of the podcast. We dropped that lead, the five-point lead, and then the fans are going at each other. There's the divide among the support. So I don't see where it helps, but I do agree in the aspect of things that if we win the league, it's a major relief. I wouldn't say it would be a forgot about. I think it will be a relief if we win the league and we'd be like, fuck, that season was mental. So where do you stand on the, the Gordon Stratton kind of comments and even what Willie said as well? I, I agree with Gordon Stratton in the sense that at the end of the day, the record books will show that that the basically what you're saying is the record books will show that Celtic won the league that year. Listen, in the summer, people will probably still say the football wasn't great. There needs to be improvement because that's what we as fans do. But in five or ten years, it will be in the record books that we won that league title. You spoke about the 2008 Jan Venegar-Hesslink. Yeah. We don't remember the football that we played that season. Like, maybe Anthony does, Anthony Dunn, but eh, <laughs> apart from that, nobody else really remembers. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> he, can, he remembers what jumper he was wearing to each game. Oh, fucking no, oh. man. He's got his photographic memory, laddie. But, um, Aye, at the end of the day, it's the league title that matters. We, everybody will agree with that. But in the summer, but I will disagree with Gordon Stratton as people will still talk about how the football wasn't good enough and how there needs to be an improvement. 
and you just hope that the the board will align. I, I don't even, right, well, I, you hope that the board will align with what Rogers wants to do, and we're probably going to go on here at about half twelve tonight. But hopefully, <laughs> uh, Mark uh, is it Mark Law? Hopefully, he Mark will Lowell, be out yeah. the door. He's he's not had a good time yet. If he's out the door and we get somebody in, that's people. People talk about. I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but people talk about. Why do you do that? I need to go to the toilet. I'm not being rude. I just need to go to the toilet. Uh, right. Well, people talk your, about how. Uh, uh, <laughs> what is it again? I hope it's not lasagna. You think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even mind what the fuck I was saying. Though. <laughs> I can't. That's my fault. To be fair, I started thinking about thinking in the microwave. Aye, what uh, were we talking, talking about? You're talking about law, I'll be out. And then... Aye. Um, well, uh, aye, well, that's what I was going to say. So, the, the people talk about, like, Celtic need to have the best available sort of guy in that. In, in these jobs, in the recruitment, Mark Law, uh, and obviously all the other guys that are in whatever positions, I can't remember right now, but... I look at it and I go, who are these guys then? Man United are trying to coach oh, yeah, Newcastle right. director of football right now. Uh, Chelsea, I think, are trying to coach Brighton's one. So they, these big teams, there's nobody out there that they see is better than who are already at teams, so they're trying to coach them. So it's I, I look at it in the same way it's going to be difficult for Celtic to get that top level, the same as it is with the players, because if they're that good, the opportunity, they'll have op- other opportunities other than Celtic to be that head of recruitment, that director right. of football, or whatever it is, do you know what I mean? But, I don't know, listen, Mark Law probably does need to go, uh, and hopefully we get some, listen, I, I honestly, I don't know if he's getting past it or no. Is Stephen muted or what? No, I think he did a ghost no. though. He was back in a fucking heartbeat. I know, eh? You can't hear you, Stephen. Yeah, he is muted. Um, I, 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 listen, I don't know. We, we always say, well, we shouldn't go back or whatever, but I think John Park done a brilliant job for us. Right. And mm. I, in Neil Lennon's first term, he, he helped Celtic bring in some really, really good football players. I would love to see him back at the club. Whether he can do the same job again, I don't know. But he done a fantastic job in that role for Celtic. He also see, done just, a horrible job for Rangers as well in that role. See, just to go back Agent, and that, that what Park. you were saying about <laughs> what you were saying about the uh, striking and talking about the football. <laughs> see, see that ten season. See if we played this football when we were fucking garbage, but won it. I don't think anybody would give a flying fuck. Mm-hmm. I think salty idiots off my thing. Go get the Brantford head scout, full scale money ball. And while we're all, while we're all in the discussion, look, I'm gonna we're just gonna talk about Mark Lowell, right? And Willie Ross, I heard a wee bit of what you said, and if I go over it again, I apologize, but we need to get <laughs> so I can understand what you were saying. But um Mark Lowell, the rumors are led to I mean if we believe them or not. He's working his notice and is gonna leave in the summer apparently, which I don't think makes any sense if you're gonna get a new recruitment team in. 
then surely you bring them yeah. in now and you get rid of his transfer target. So I don't know. Look, it's 50-50. hasn't been confirmed by the club. But if he does leave, you spoke about following models in terms of maybe we can't do Ajax or Benfica or Brantford or Brighton, which is fair enough. But would this not be the, the, the opportunity? If Rodgers is leading it, I'm expecting him to make fundamental changes within the recruitment team. You're talking about maybe a director of football, head of recruitment, technical directors, all these type of things. I'm expecting that to come. I hope it comes because then again, Celtic are setting up for change. Where do you see it? Do you think it's just removing Mark, keeping the rest of the scouts in position and just putting a new head in? Because I don't think that would even work either. No, I mean, for me, for example, if the manager doesn't... How many windows has Mark Lowell had now? Four, I think. Four. Um, they've not been very successful windows... If the manager didn't have a successful tenure, he'd be out on his ass. So I don't see why, you know, the sort of recruitment team should sort of get that by. Um, for me, for me, it's fairly simple. If if the board believe Brendan's going to be the man uh, to lead us for the foreseeable, um, the and and he's obviously been interviewed and he's got a vision for the club. What we should be doing is is interviewing for a new, what you say, director of football, head of recruitment, whatever, scouts, all the rest of it. And when these guys are interviewing, if their view for the future sort of aligns, the stars align with Brendan, then it's a perfect match. There, mm-hmm. needs, there needs to be, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be a model or a focus or a, like something that we're all um, moving towards. I watched something recently. I, I think it was Overlap actually, and Gary Neville was talking about how Guardiola, like, uh, Man City, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like, I don't think he picks and chooses his transfers, but he's got a, he's got a list, and it's like, a set. It needs to be under a certain age. They need to have these qualities. They need to do this, that, the next thing, and then what the recruitment team do is go and find a stack of players that, that fill that quota, and then you know they they man Pep together kind of discuss these things and and you know pick and choose from there. Um, and every, everything's aligned. Everybody knows, and you, everybody, I think everybody knows at Man, Man City Pep as as head honcho. So mm-hmm. I think for for me that needs to be um, that needs to be what direction we go we go in. To be fair, but I forgot to sack Brendan in six months' time, then that fucking goes right out the window again. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that I think there needs to. I, I do think there needs to be change there because, like I said to you, I don't think we talked about we need to follow certain models and we have to follow Brighton's model and other. And and I I think some of the comparisons are unfair because, like I said to you the other day, that like for Brighton is, is a perfect example. They're they're just playing football manager. They're finding the best wonder kids for Brazil, and and everybody, all these players want to play in the English Premier League. They don't want to play in our league. So for Brighton to go out and they can fire 90 grand a week at a 17-year-old straight away, no bro- no bother in their budget. Go, right, come on on. Uh, we can't compete with that. I do think the model, like I said earlier, I think Celtic's model does work. I think we've proved that. I don't think it's just recent. I think that can go back as far as Van Dykes and Wanyamas and all the rest of them. It does work, but... At the moment, there's more misses than there are hits. And there are going to be misses. I talked about Man City. They're an absolute machine. Um, but they've signed Calvin Phillips, and he's been a flop. So it happens at every club. We're not, we're not every signing is going to be bang on, but there needs to be more hits than misses. Yeah. And unfortunately, right now, there's a lot more misses than there has been hits. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that aspect. If we come to the comments, um, just quickly here, um, Pat Sanders, welcome back, Pat. <laughs> Ask yourself why Don McKay left. He had ambition, and the rest, including Desmond, do not. They only use Celtic for money. Um, let's see here. Michael McDonald, Ross. Look, we ain't changing until the fans make a move like the 90s. Get used to this monotony. We'll win, but not in the way I slash we want. So, yes, I think we can all maybe agree on the fact we're not going to change the board overnight. But the recruitment team, like Willie said there, and he made a great example. If you're working towards the same goal, if Brendan hands you a list of positions he wants strengthened, gives you the, the, the quota, the attributes that he's looking for, they draw them up, they bring them to him, he makes the final decision. That should work in hand, hand in hand. But what we've seen since Rogers has come in is a disconnect, in my opinion, between the recruitment team and Brendan. Yes, he came in and said it's improved, but then he's asking for quality. And that looks like Mark Lawwell is going to be putting on his shoes and, and moving out the door to Celtic. And if rumours again are to be believed, it was Peter who actually put the pressure on him to leave. So, again, we don't know that aspect of things and how he left the club or the, the side of that. But would you do a complete overhaul of the recruitment team? Would you get rid of the scouts we have in place at the minute and just start fresh, start a new kind of model, but not with the board, but just start a new model within the recruitment and see where that takes us? Um, I can't sit here and say I would get rid of every single scout because I don't know every single scout. There could be some guys in there doing a really good job. Um, but if the team as a whole isn't working as a unit, like even the team in the park, then it's not going to work. But um, if there's some guys doing the job and the guys that they would bring in are going to complement that, or they're going to complement the guys who are going to be above them, then keep the guys in a job. But for me, right now, the last four windows, certainly the last two, um, it hasn't, it hasn't been great. It's not. It doesn't make for good reading when you see everybody's came in and uh, what the, the the sort of impact they've made in the team. So there needs to be change, of some sort, whether it's a full overhaul or. Only Mark Law or two or three guys. That's not for me to like decide or comment on because I I, I really haven't got a fucking scooby about it to be honest with you. But can I can I throw something can I throw something at you as well just while, while you're talking? I don't want to take you off course, right. but it kind of no, no. you're tying it in anyway. Um, Pegleg Lanagrin comes in. Welcome along, uh, Pegleg. Jesus, I'm sick of hearing they don't want to come to Scotland. Pish, it's lazy analysis. Why did Virgil Van Dyke, Dembele, and Edward come here? Because of our fucking project. But I think that's what he's meaning. Why can we not find they had similar made their, people? They had, well, that, well, that's the problem. Nobody, uh, uh, the, the, the level a six, seven, eight million pound players are the argument that people are saying they don't want to come. But Van Dyke cost Celtic about two million. Dembele was 500,000. Who was the other name? Edward. Edward. He came in and loaned at first and he done well and we paid a big fee for him. He's the only one of the names mentioned. And none, they weren't proven they weren't proven established Champions League quality. So they're really poor examples to be perfectly honest with you. I'd agree with that. What were you saying anyway about the recruitment team? <laughs> 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 Dembele was playing for Fulham. you know. 
Well, he was, he, was, he, he, was a, he, he was a a sort of revered young player and he was sought after. Tottenham tried to get him, but they weren't able, I don't think they were willing to pay. Aye, with hindsight, they're players of high level, but when they came in, Van Dijk came in and he made his debut against Shakhtar Karagandi and he was an absolute bomb scare. He was totally garbage that night in the away game. We lost 2 or 3 now. Everybody was like, who's this guy? Absolute garbage. Now he's a baller. You can say that with hindsight. You can't sit there and tell me you, when he came in, you were like, got a player there, like, he's a top quality defender. You just can't. Never heard of him before he came in. I love this. I no absolutely idea. love this. And I'll throw this one to you, um, <laughs> Willie. I think it's good crack we get into this here, right? So <laughs> it's actually the all of us. We're as well go around the table. It's Friday night. We're all having a wee drink. Stephen, Willie, and Ross. Are you happy with the status quo and content with not progressing in Europe? I'll start with yourself, Willie. I don't really understand. Obviously, I'm not content that we're not progressing in Europe, but with regards to Champions League, we've never been at like a, a massive force. That's not me saying that we shouldn't be doing more than we we have we are now. Mark <laughs> <laughs> asking the Yeti. Um, like, I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't just be like standing still for, for lack of a better term and and not try, like I don't and I don't think we're, we're not trying to progress um but in my opinion we've never been a, a, a successful team in the Champions League we've, we've not we've only qualified the uh, group stages a handful of times um and people can say all they want about a lazy argument and all the rest of it but with regards to the Champions League and money and elite teams, we're, we're a small fish in a massive pond, whether we like it or not. Um, I think the last few years have been a massive disappointment. Um, Andy's year was as big a disappointment as I can have because I felt we performed well enough uh, to gather more points than we did, and we didn't. Um, and what's more a disappointment was I was looking forward to the next again season, him getting another window under his belt and going again. That didn't turn out to be the case. Um, and then, I mean, we've had a bit of a... a that's not me, is it? That's it, Wally Stroker. I think it is, King yeah. Wally. Aye, King Wally Stroker, <laughs> um, oh God, I'm not doing this again tonight, man. You go to somebody else. I'm not getting in a fight about us not spending money again. It's every fucking. I don't. Week. I, I don't. I don't think there's necessarily. I, I think it's just people asking, like in like, terms of. Like I fight. said earlier, I think. I think that that there needs to be more hits than misses. And like I say, if we got more Kyogos and Hatatis and all the rest of it, then I think we would be more successful. But the, uh, it's just uh, it hasn't been good enough the last couple of seasons, unfortunately, and. Mm. I thought we were getting somewhere and we were playing um, magic football under Ange and it looked like we were in... I didn't. I, I, I couldn't foresee Ange leaving. Now, in hindsight, I feel stupid because in his whole career, all he's done is spent a couple of years, two or three years and moved on. I thought he was going to be here for the long run and build something. And I think that's difficult as well. And I'm not again, I'm not defending it, but I think it's difficult when you've got a new manager who comes in, doesn't like what he has, total overhauls a squad, tries to implement a new style, and then a couple of years later he's at the door and we're doing the same again. That's not it's not an excuse, but I, I, this this season there could have been Ange with uh, his team at the helm and 
pushing on, but it's turned out to be he's moved on. Somebody's came in and tried to rebuild or, or sort of like you know change his style. And I, I, I just again this season, I think we were we were fairly unlucky. But yeah, I agree. It's not it's not been good enough. It's nowhere near good enough. We, like I want us to be competing more. And I feel like we can. I feel like even now we've got the squad to compete. For what I've seen, um, we should be competing. Just on certain nights, we've been nowhere near good enough. But I, I, I just don't. I don't buy this whole bring back the glory days when in the Champions League. Like obviously, we've 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 taken some massive scalps and Celtic Park as a fortress and all the rest of it. And it's not quite the same as that. But. We, We've not since the sixteen seventies. We're not being. It's not as if we're like massive team in in in, in Europe in the Champions League. And uh, yeah, I don't. I get in the debate again. But English Premier League teams are buying fucking seventeen, eighteen year olds for fifty million, and we are expected to compete. We're just expected to compete that because we're Glasgow Celtic. Um, and unfortunately, it's just it's just not the case now. We're a small fish in a big pond, like I said. That's not to say we can't do anything in it. Because we can, you can see it this year. Obviously, they're not getting that debate either. Copenhagen have done it this year, <laughs> and they're and they're nowhere near. They're, they're nowhere near the ability of of the elite teams. And the odd year, you do get teams that can do that, and I feel like we can do that. But um, but I think I think it's unfair to say we should be challenging these elite. And when I say the elite elite teams, I'm talking the Man City's, Liverpool's, and that like. It's there. They're another level above, unfortunately. Yeah, and again, I do, I do understand where you're coming from. I don't think anyone's saying you're defending the board or anything like that. I do understand them points and they're, they're <laughs> valid. Does. Really. Well, Monty <laughs> does, but I mean, strange of the data comes in. Ross is kind of rounded up the recruitment. You could spend eight million on a player and get a lazy hyped gri- grifter, or like, aye, whatever, or a hungry enthusiastic super, aye, drifter superstar in the making it's all about scouting and research and i think that comes down to what willie was saying as well you improve that department then you're going to get more hits than misses than we have the previous two windows aye it's it all comes down to the the recruitment team and right now brendan rogers looks silly coming in and saying that the recruitment was uh, was brilliant and so much better than what it was when he was here last when actually it over the last two windows that he's been involved in, it looks worse, probably. Um, well, certainly as bad anyway. But I think it, it, it boils down to the, 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 the recruitment team. It, 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 that has to be right, first and foremost. They bring the players to whoever, and then they have a pool of players that they pick for. Like Wally, we were speaking about earlier there. That, that, that's the first point of reference, is them going out and looking. And if that's no right, then you're passing into the wind, really, for the, the kickoff. So that needs to be right. And what? I just think I was calling you're passing into the wind for the kickoff. Ah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, it, listen, we've spoke about it. There needs to be changes there. How many changes or who that is, I don't know. But something needs to change to to make us better in that department. And if we do, are better in that department, then it's a sort of snowball effect where yep. you're, you've are you got maybe a better, that better pool of players to pick for that they've brought to the manager. And then again, that moves on to, right, okay, you're, you're down to so many players and then you, you pick for them. And 
it's just it has to be better at the start, as I say, to then get the end product of the player you bring in being better than what it has been in the last two, three, four windows. And whether that be a eight million or eight hundred grand, it doesn't matter a fuck to me. It just they just need to be a good player. They just need to be another Hatati, another CCV, albeit CCV costs six million, but we brought him in on loan eh, originally and seen what he could do for us, then paid that money. It's to answer the other question as well, I'm eh, by no means happy with the status quo and the way we are performing in Europe. It's, we're, we're holding our own at times and uh, what I will say is, I, I think the way we are playing, you look at it now, right? Celtic teams of the past 20 years ago, even under Martin and Neil, they were really strong at home, right? And they, they picked up wins. But they went away from home. They fucking folded. It was like 3 0 down after half an hour and all that. Most remember of the, the time. Do you remember the Benfica games? 3 0 home, 3 0 away. So bad. Like, Absolutely bewildering performances, right? People forget about that because of what we've done at home. I've, I've not seen uh, this Celtic team this year or the... Well, you could say, obviously, Ange Postacoglu lost 5-0 Madrid, but Pump. that Madrid team, we're, we're, not, we're, we're talking about... When I'm talking about the, 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 the games we folded under the Martin O'Neill era, it was like Benfica, it was Shakhtar the next. These Celtic teams now are not going away from home and folding like that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still in games. And I know they did, I'm sorry to contradict myself, but they did fold at Atletico, but there was mitigating factors. Maeda gets sent off, you're again pissing into the wind. Shouldn't there be a sending off? We had injuries, all the rest of it. But I think for the most part, this Celtic team is competing in games they're not getting absolutely blown away after half an hour I don't think they're too far away but I'm, I will concede that they need to do better but I, I don't know it's like they need to do better but it's how much better can they do right because for me that when they get four points there right it's a completely well, different the one, the one We won in Europe this season. That's a positive. Aye. Aye. We just won. But, listen. <laughs> now, I, I now, think... that would be, see if I said that, that would be European uh-huh. negative. <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I, I, I really think we should be doing better, but at the same time, I look at it and understand why we're not doing or getting as many points as we did previously. Like, Wally has said that, like, English football, obviously the, the, the English Premier League has been going for about 30 years now, but 10 years, first 10 years were sort of building, and then it just absolutely took off. Too much business. <laughs> it absolutely Dear took Michael. off. And now, and it, it was that period of time where we were bringing in guys like Larson, eh, no Larson, Sutton, Hartson, guys like that, Neil Lennon, we were bringing them in for the English Premier League. And they were quality players at £6 million. 
we couldn't get we we don't get that level of player anymore. So it's difficult for us to. But as well, I said, I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say anywhere. I'm just <laughs> rambling, man. Just rambling. I like I, it. It's pretty. I, 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 I see it for both. Rabble. I see it for both sides. I see it in the sense that we should be doing better. But I understand why we're only getting out of groups because it's so difficult and we're so far behind financially. And we can't sign the type of player that we used to be able to sign for a lot less money. There's so many factors. I think it's <laughs> laughing. There's so many factors as to why we are not getting out of groups now. It's not just because we're not spending enough money. See if we do, by the way. Big factor, though. Big factor. The recruitment needs to be absolutely spot on every year because we we struggle to hold a squad together because as soon as somebody starts performing, they're off to the EPL or whatever. So it's like we could be sitting thinking, yes, we'll have a good go next year. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes in by CCV, we don't replace them with. It's good quality, and then we're fucking sitting talking about another disappointing European campaign because we've lost a good player, and we've not like the, the recruitment is so critical every single year now, um, because it's hard for us to keep an established uh, team together. Because it's, like I say, as soon as somebody performs, there's Jota came in a couple of years performing, and then that's him off, um, and we're having to replace him again. It's it's difficult, but I, I totally agree. We, we we do we need to be doing better. And with regards to recruitment, if Lawwell's gone, if or if he is gone, he's working his notice. You're right, Stephen. Why the fuck are we not getting? We should be preparing for the summer window right now. Exactly. Right Ex- now. Exactly. We should be we should be preparing for that right now. So if that's the case, we need to we need to work fast because otherwise it's going to be the a, a same scenario as this summer where Brendan's came in. We've not really got as much time, and he's just kind of had players thrown at him, and he said he said die basically, and. They've not been the required quality that he's been looking for this season. Um, so if, if that is the case, and who's to say Celtic are not working on that? To be fair, there could be news coming out in the next month or so. But uh, yeah, these this needs to like the work needs to start now. By the way, they just need somebody that plays football manager. That's what Brighton are doing. Every time I play football manager, they say there's this wonder kid. Brighton never, sign him. <laughs> never. Never heard of that Endrick two years ago. Put on football manager. All I hear is everybody talking about this young 16-year-old Endrick. And then fucking six months later, he's signing for Real Madrid for like 70 million and he's only 16. Just play football manager and whoever's fucking brilliant in that, just sign them. I think that I think the platform of football managers is actually done by the people who make that Y scouting and, and, and all that database. Well, even so even Sky pr- Sports News are using their, their players' attributes on it and all. This is football manager. Uh we're going to compare uh, fucking this player with that player. Oh, he's better because he's shooting 20 and his is only 18. They're actually doing it in Sky Sports News now. That's unbelievable. It's a brilliant game. Yeah, I think it's a good game. You, you get lost for hours and that. I've never played oh, it. I, I, Look at how good that who, who was the comedian? Who was the comedian? It was your man. Fuck. Willie, help me out here. What? Help me out. The comedian. Ah, what's his name? The comedian. How can I help you? There's hundreds of comedians. There was a joke. He said he was um doing football manager, and he, he went to like a city meeting group. Oh, thing. it was Frankie Boyle. No, it wasn't Frankie Boyle. It wasn't Frankie Boyle. He said, "Well, he we talked about about the Celtic safe. You got hundreds of money in the bank, but you can only get loans and that, and or something like that." No, no, no. There, there, there was a comedian that said a, a joke about um 
he was English and he managed Man City and he went to like a city meet and greet thing and he, he seen Mega Richards and he shook his hand but his subconscious told him to be a, to be a bit of a dick to him and he just went hello and moved oh, on aye. and it, he, he said he said he went back he said he went back right and he looked on his football manager he turned up late for training twice and he, he was racing on him it was that was it that Lee something uh, is it Lee Evans? No, it wasn't Lee Evans. No, no it was not Lee Evans. No, Lee Mack. Lee Mack. Lee Mack. No, Mac? I don't think it was. No. Uh, don't know. Hey, uh, I'm sure it was, it was like a, he had a. He used to do a sketch show or something as well. That's. I don't know if there's. <laughs> I don't know if there's a website <laughs> after really doing porn pints and that. Right. Guinness is stinking. It is absolutely. Oh, Disgusting, by the way. It's actually, it's actually an obsession with me now, man. I just got my nitro surge, but I've not used it yet. Got to use it tomorrow night for the first time. Who was that comedian? This is going to fucking boggle my mind. Is it Saturday? We're having fun, right? Relax yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to. Is that a tiny little dog? Shite. Is that a By the way, that is not. <laughs> it's Moosehead, alright? I don't know what you're talking about there. Absolute <laughs> lies. What the hell is Moosehead? It's Canadian. I'm Alistair Johnson. Yeah, he... <laughs> Who said that? You just said. <laughs> I didn't say it. Dio uh, said it, not me. And Ross, you said it. What the <laughs> fuck? Dio <laughs> said that. You can't say that. Derogatory. <laughs> no one said it apart from you. To be fair, Steve, I've said the comment. What is moving it, Ronnie? Moving on. <laughs> You've played it before in this podcast. I've said a lot of things in this podcast. I'm surprised when they took off. But sure, it's a good cry. <laughs> That's sure. Right, About recruitment, right? Right. Listen, we're a scripted show. Read your lines. You know what the next topic is. Come on. <laughs> no, I Ross. I don't look at that. <laughs> I know you don't. You've that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but we were uh, this morning I woke up to a lovely message in the group chat about um, Shea Adams becoming a free agent or whatever and just pre- pretty um, straightforward would you take him to Celtic Ross and your reasoning why um, I would not take him at Celtic <laughs> uh, uh, listen I think Shea Adams is a good player he's 27 <laughs> years old I'm sure uh, Scripted. <laughs> uh, he's a good player. He's twenty-seven year old. Uh, he's got international experience. He's got numerous amounts of years of experience at the top level of English football. Um, albeit he's playing in the championship just now. I think I might be wrong. Aye. I think Aye, he is. Right. Um, he's got a fire us to Euros uh, glory. Aye, listen, uh, people going about that sort of age demographic, if you like, a bit older than what we've been bringing in, which is like 21, 22, so he he fits that bill. Is he Champions League ready? I don't know, because he's never played in the Champions League, but he's certainly got loads of international experience. I I think he's he's got a lot of credentials that fit the so-called lovely player that we need and want. Um, he's not a prolific goal scorer by any stretch, but he can hold the ball up well. 
he can bring players. Um, sorry, he can he can he can link up the play. Um, I, I I think he's a decent player. I, I I think he would be a good signing for Celtic, especially if you could get him on a free. Um, if we were talking about signing him for, I don't know. <laughs> Six, seven million. What are laughing at here? Listen, usually I think Monty's jokes are pissed, but that, I like, that was a topper. I take Jerry Allen's first experience of the English yeah. lead. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, uh, listen, see see most guys that say they wouldn't take Shea Adams, I would say they probably haven't watched a lot of Scotland. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think I'm not saying he would come in and be the number one striker, but if going forward Rogers decides that he wants to play a sort of main striker and Kyle go in the ten, which is in its infancy the now, but looked decent at times eh, on Sunday. Ida's only in the now eh, on loan. They're not exactly the same type of player, of course, but you have to say that I would say that Adams is a better player than either. Um, he's not as big, but he can certainly use his body quite well. This is only rumours, by the way. I, I, I don't think for a, a second that it's going to come to fruition, but to answer the question simply, if it did, I'd be quite happy for Shea Adams to come to Celtic. And I, he would probably be your main striker, if you like. But as much as you say it's the main striker, I don't think he's the main goal-getter because that would be shared throughout the team and Kyogo would be still the main man, albeit he's playing a wee bit of a deeper role. But I, w- I would take him in short. Going by what, what I've seen of, of him in a Scalton shirt, and I'll be quite frank w- with you, Willie, like and, and Ross, yeah. I think he's been shite. I, I, I don't see what he's Maybe actually... Quality. He's not quality. There's no... He's not... Let's get that argument straight. We, Chay we Adams need quality. Is not quality. Nobody is good enough for my Celtic and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Strange of the doctor and Didi yeah, is another yeah, rumour. Yeah, right, let, let's look at it, right? He, he's right. playing the Premier League. He has... and Well, he's totally dismissing what I'm going to say. That's fair. Well, that's but, funny. You've not even asked me yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, he's playing the Premier League. He's playing in the Championship at the minute. Does he have experience at the top level? Of course he does. His goal return isn't that great. I think he's got like six goals for Scotland. Willie, you you know better than me. And I was again just going by lineups. I thought Linda Dykes always got in ahead of him. I, I don't know if, if that's true. Again, I'm probably wrong. But I don't see anything that excites me about that if it comes to fruition. And then, would you rather have him in the squad than Ida? Would you take him over an Anamita? If we decide to keep him permanently, then we'll have four strikers. So there's a, a conundrum there. But again, like Ross said, he detailed it quite well, to be fair. And I've lost track of what I'm going to say. But would you take Shay Adams? You are changing positions today. <laughs> <laughs> you lost track of what you're saying. What's going on? What am I going to say here, Stephen? So I don't know. Said, What's in your script? 
I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, personally, personally in the summer, if, if we were looking to get him, I, I, I personally don't think he improves our first 11. And I think that if we're going into a transfer window, like, and that's not always necessarily the case, but if we were going in the summer, I'd be looking for us to be aiming higher than Adams. If we, if it was in January window there, I would have took him. Who's aiming higher? Eh? Who's Who? aiming higher? <laughs> aiming higher lives in the road for Stephen. Big aiming. Big aiming higher. Drives <laughs> the van. I would be I think if like he was this the one striker we brought in, in the summer, I'd be I'd be very disappointed. I think we should be looking to get better than that. I'm not saying he's a bad player, and I think he probably would do a job at Celtic. Uh and like I say, timing's everything. If it was a January window there we got him in, I'd be I'd probably be pretty ecstatic right now. But I think this summer we're gonna be looking at a total I think I honestly think we're going to, there's going to be a massive turnover in the squad, and um, I think if he was the one striker you brought in, I would I'd be pretty disappointed to be honest with you. Um, and like I I I go I go to all the games at Hamden for Scotland and um, watch every game, and and I do think he's a top player. I agree, he's not the best goal scorer, but his all round plays brilliant uh, for Scotland. But um, I'd be looking I'd. I, I think we should be looking to improve. That <laughs> falls in with the puns as usual. <laughs> um, I would want to look to improve the first eleven, or have somebody that's going to compete with Kyogo for that shot. And I'd, I'd, for me, I don't see him being that man. Uh, I don't think it would be a bad signing in saying that. But uh, I would just, I would just be expecting us to do more. But again, like Ross said, it's all bullshit anyway. It's just somebody on Twitter said. He's on a free, and then everybody's fucking wet their frillies. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, he's on mute again. He's on mute again. What's he like? Is he, is he on a free <laughs> right now? At the end of the year, apparently, I think. I don't know. Really? I don't have How? a clue what's going on. What did I but, say? Um, I have no idea. We were apparently getting this cancelled. I, I, I have no idea, but sure. What did I oh. say? It was the it was Ross actually said it that the wolf rhymes with wolf. There you go. He got started. I just repeated. I just called her out for it. Who you say roof? Kimar roof. Is it Kimar roof? Aye. Kimar roof. Aiming higher than Kimar roof. Keep Stephen on mute. Let me see this. That's not why is that why is that not coming up for me? Is that coming up for you? I can't even get that up. That you sounds so bad. What's ironic is Thanks. it sounded like he was shouting that. <laughs> right. Right. Jay Adams, no. Ross would, but me and Willie wouldn't. You're right for it. Fuck you. And you were I like, was going to... oh, he's going to dismiss everything I say. <laughs> Thanks very much, man. I actually appreciate that. It feels good knowing that you've done that right now. Right, but... but by the way, can I just say the way Wally no. outlined it in terms of <laughs> if we are going to have a squad overhaul, I'm not saying that I would accept him as our main striker, but if you're talking the now, the way the squad is, and Ida, knowing that Ida will probably go, 
They know it, take him. Ida? Anyway. No, Ida's not playing. Ida, whatever. For sure. He's not got an option to buy. He's away back to Norwich at the end of the Aye. year. <clears throat> right, okay. Right. So, I was going to move on to the, the, the Kamarnik game, but I wanted to just take a wee brief moment to, to pause here because I'm having a good crack. And look, it's actually, today's been mental and etc, etc. Et but I've had a great time tonight and having a good laugh with, with Ross and Willie here. And we're I'm a wee bit, I don't know, tipsy. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. But we're going to do the <laughs> quiz. I'm enjoying myself. We're going to do the quiz now. <laughs> so we are, right? So again, it's the, the first of five. Shout it out if you know the answer. So we're we're, we're doing a wee swap here. Yes, so we're doing the quiz right now. It's called okay. keeping you on your toes, mate. I'm the recruitment <laughs> team. We keep going. I have to keep going. <laughs> Question one. What is the full form of FIFA? What the fuck does that mean? So, <laughs> what does it stand for? Uh... Football International Federation of Saudi Association. <laughs> oh, that's it. No. Well, it. Uh... I don't know. Fucked if right. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Like International Federation of Association Football. That's what Question you just in the rank. That's, no, that's, 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 that's no what I can't people give say. It. I that can't again. give him it. I can't that give him it. What did I say? International Federation yeah, I, I, of Association. Maestro's got it. That's, Monty's that's, got it. That's not what that's what he said. That's what I said. No. You said You're not getting it. definitely you didn't said, say that. You said I quit. No. What? You said, you, you said international. It's FIFA. International can it be before F? It is before F, according to the, the official quiz that I'm looking at. So I have to take it as that. So right, okay. didn't get that. Question two. He was the best football player in Europe in 1998. Zinedine Zidane. Zidane. 1-0, Willie. Uh. Question... <laughs> He did get in the formula. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Question three. When was the first Premier League played? 1992. Willie, 2-0. Well, oh, come on. I said 19. He just jumped on the 92. Come on. <laughs> hey, but the last one I said Zinedine Zidane and you said Zidane, you fucking sausage bagger. And you still beat me. <laughs> I gave you it because you said Zinedine. Right, hold on. <laughs> nah, fuck us. Right. I'm away. Ross got a Question three. God, he's not rearranged his room to get paid for it. <laughs> question three. It's question three, isn't it? Yeah. All right. It's question oh. four. Question four. There we go. Less player scored the fastest hat trick in the Premier League. Sadio Mane. Wow. Three 0 Rinsey Ross, you're nowhere to be seen, Chief. What's yeah, going uh, on? That's actually 2-1 to me, but we'll move it's on. 3-1. <laughs> he didn't get an I It was fuck off. I didn't say Eiffel. <laughs> right. This is what the quiz said, not me. Right. This is what the quiz said. But we'll move on to the, the weekend's game, Willie. Celtic against Kilmarnock. 3pm kickoff. 
I think we've been beat twice this season by them. Is it twice? Yeah. In the cup oh, in the yeah, league. The yeah. League, Which is mental to even think about that. But to be fair, they've got a quite physical team. Um, Dark McInnes, even though we all hate him, sets him up well against ourselves every time we play him, funny enough. But where do you see this game won and lost? And also what Roger was saying today about Alzer Johnson still being out. Greg Taylor's back, which is a plus. So what's your feeling at the end of the game tomorrow? Did he say Taylor's fit to play? He's a, he said he's been training all week, yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking. He's ready. ready. Oh, it's fucking 5 0 then. <laughs> no, I think um, we're, still not, we're still not obviously there yet, but the St. Man, um, the St. Man performance was far better than the previous two, so. Uh, <laughs> it's a <laughs> Which one? Uh, the first or the second? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 fairly confident. Um, I, I think I actually said last week that I would play Kyogo in the ten, and that's exactly where he played. And I got fucking lambasted for it last week, and I thought he had a good performance. I don't expect many changes, and I think I think we're going to get um, a fairly decent win again. To be honest with you, and we and they, I, I hope we do because obviously you've just said it there. We've had two poor performances and results against them, so I think we need to put that right. And I think that that's. Um, I think that that's. I, I I don't think Brendan needs a, a uh, you know a sort of speech before the game. It's a look. We've not performed against him twice today. You better go out and do the business. Done for now. Line up production. I'd love to see Greg Taylor back in, but I can't see him slotting straight back in. I I think it'll be the exact same team as last week. For now. Yeah. And what about yourself, Ross? Um, I think it'll be a difficult game. I think Kilmarnock, Derek McGuinness sets his team up well, and he's certainly set his team up well against Celtic, but um, I, we'll have to perform better than we have been in recent weeks. But we're at home, back in front, in front of our own fans. I think it's been, what, six years now since we last played at Parkhead, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, at least so, I'm playing for them for a change aye, aye, I know exactly um, <laughs> listen uh, that is what I was going to come on to next is we've got an opportunity we've said it in previous seasons when it's been close-ish never as close as this but we've got an opportunity a rare opportunity to go and put a marker down whether that be three points or whatever three points firstly if we can get a big win even better. But ask the question of them and see what they're made of. Because they've done the chasing. They've caught us up. Now, can they maintain that when it's a pressurised race to the league title? Um, but for me, I, 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 I fancy it's for the win. I think um, in that predictor, I said 2-1. Yep. Uh, so I'll stand by that uh, prediction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in terms of the <laughs> in terms of the lineup, um, I think Greg Taylor will be back in um, because I, I don't think I don't think Brendan Rodgers fancies Bernabeu, and if Greg Taylor's been training all week, I think he'll just put him right back into the team. So I'll go with Joe Hart, um, Ralston, probably be Welsh and Scales. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Taylor, 
Um, McGregor. O'Reilly. Oh, McGregor, O'Reilly. Uh, Palmer. The game's actually finished. I know. Eh? <laughs> McGregor, O'Reilly. Palmer. <laughs> right, post match. Uh, I know. Who was it? McGregor, O'Reilly, Palmer, Maeda, Kyogo, and Ida. Yeah, <laughs> I was you, just trying because I knew there was a change of formation, so it was it was confusing my heat there. But I, I have to say, lads, I've really enjoyed tonight. I'm I'm just going to finish on a wee would you rather, just a wee bit, a wee bit of crack here I, again. I found us on the interweb, the internet, so it's a wee bit of a thing to skew with. No, it's not Phil. What are you? This is a family <laughs> show. No curse. No curse. No nap. Right. <laughs> so. First, would you rather, I'll come to yourself, Willie, would you rather play midfield alongside Roy Keane or play midfield alongside Patrick Vieira? Uh, Keane, he was my hero when I was a boy, so I never rated Patrick Vieira, but I don't, I think it's because I didn't, I I don't know, I just didn't like him. He was obviously a fantastic footballer, but I thought he was a prick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Who was uh, the better footballer, though? Him, him or King? Ah, uh, oh, Jesus. King, uh, King for me. Mm. I always remember that tunnel video that you see kind of come up on Twitter now and again, them fighting with each other in, in, in the tunnel. Uh, strange I strange agree. Just love, Tommy, Tommy I would just love Kino to fucking. Vieira was you. technically better. I would love Keen for Kino just to give me grief for no tracking back and then go, it's your job. <laughs> Franny's went to Vieira but he has a slight soft spot for Arsenal so we can understand understand that one and Ross yourself here let me see ah it's yourself would you rather score the winner in the Europa League final or make an appearance in, in the Champions League final um, are you no winning the Champions League do you not know the result yet they're, they're not well. It doesn't say you're winning it. It does say it's making an appearance. So you could still make win. an appearance. Make an appearance at Champions League final. Fair enough. And then yourself, Willie. Would you rather be a deep land playmaker like Pirlo or Cruz, or playing the ten like Oizel or Silva? Um, the ten like Kyogo. Oh fuck <laughs> that noise! And see, yeah, by the way. You're going to dine out in that forever, eh? <laughs> see, see, by the way, see, James. Willie did did advocate for the 10, right? James did not. He did not. He told me off like <laughs> in the studio thing, right, that he had no idea, no idea what was going on because he was taxing somebody at the, at, at the time and he just agreed for, for the f- sake of agreeing. And then he was realised it was Kugel on the 10 and he told me, no, that he, he wouldn't have him in the 10. So I'm not taking the uh, bullshit and uh, he's claiming that uh, alongside uh, Willie. Well, he claimed that it's his, and I'll take believe, that all day. I can't believe you stuck James in now, by the way. That's fucking out of order. We're a team, man. Well, he's run the boat there trying right. to say... Slander. <laughs> mental. Mental. And then finally for you, Ross, just an, another quick one here. Would you rather play under Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola? Pep Guardiola. Any reason? Does, does Pep? Uh, because I was... Uh, the Messi of the 90s and he would get the best at me <laughs> but look that brings us to, to the end of the, the podcast have you enjoyed it lads superb man superb
It's uh, good yeah. to be back. We've no, as you said at the start, the three years haven't been on for a long while, and it always gets a bit fucking daft. To the <laughs> point mean. where I was, I was actually talking total shit at one point and realising, so just shut up, man. <laughs> Cheers, everyone who's watched along. I've had a great time. We've had a great laugh. We've had a couple of drinks. And until Monday, when we're back, hopefully discussing a good win against Kamarnik. Stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.